Hello, and welcome to the Transient Wool Merchants. We're your hosts, Amy and Heather, and we're back with you now after a extended vacation. Well, more like you've been schlepping all over the country. Happy holidays! <laughs> <clears throat> yes, happy Thanksgiving. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas! Happy New Year! Happy Hanukkah! Happy Kwanzaa! Hey, look, Valentine's Day is like two weeks from now. <laughs> We are recording at uh, the Walt Disney World Resorts. Uh, the Bruner Browns are staying at Fort Wilderness, and we are holed up at the Dolphin. Oh, do you know what it's called when you take your house with you and you go to Disney World? No. It's a staycation. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. We can thank Mr. Bruner Brown for that one. Yes. Okay. We have the other transient wool merchants here with us as well. Scooter Pie and Big Wayner are joining us today. Yeah. We're hoping that there aren't any <clears throat> inappropriate outbursts. Since we tried to get those out of our system before we started, but we've all had about three drinks each. And yeah, this we is made like no promises. the fourth time we've started this because the boys have had a couple of beverages. And, um, yeah, Scooter's over here. They were being boys. That's taking pretty care much of his food baby, and uh, yeah, Wayne keeps spur spurting out a inappropriate totally comment. Inappropriate word. Um, <laughs> he's got selective Tourette's this evening. <laughs> so, um, so the last time we recorded, honest to God, I think it was in Rhinebeck, which puts us it was at the middle of October. Yes, guess who's on the dinette? Was the last episode. That would have been Joelle. I know the answer to that one. Yes, we weren't quite that drunk that night. <laughs> so, we don't always drink when we podcast. Just when we're together in the same state do we drink and podcast. I really don't drink at all unless you're She says around. that. Only time I ever see her, she drinks. Well, I always say, no, I'm, I'm not going to have anything. Oh, bring me a bottle of Moscato. <laughs> Which leads to lots of drunken knitting. You're knitting on a test knit. I'm knitting on a top secret test knit. And I am knitting on socks for Big Wainer. Which Big is awful. Because he has really fat feet. And there's... I apologize if you have feet that are 72 stitches around on a size 1 needle. But my socks have 52 or 48 stitches. It feels like I'm knitting like 4 socks by the time I'm done with these suckers. They're enormous. Well, I just have to say, this uh, totally luscious test knit that I'm absolutely loving, I'm knitting with 50-50 um, uh, merino silk from our friend Joelle at Wondering Wool. And um, I think I might have to start growing some silk so that I can have... <laughs> You're going to get silkworms. Yes, because this is... It is very nice. I just want to... So... Since neither one of us carries 50 silk, 50 merino, go buy yarn from Wandering Wool, Joelle. Yes. As we support her. She's wonderful. She's at Stitches West very soon. Is she doing Stitches South? And she will be at, I think it's Stitches South as well. The list is not up yet. Gershubi will be at Stitches South. I'm super excited. In fact, that's actually my only show show that I'm doing this spring. So... Put it on your calendar. While you're at Stitches South, Scooter Pie and I are headed even farther 
to go to DFW Fiberfest. So we will be in Dallas Fort Worth this year for the first time. Um, we are very excited about that as well. And that's not even what the heck we're talking about on this episode. Yeah, we're we'll talk, to talk about, about that, that in the tomorrow. Next so right now we're actually pulling up our ravel ravelry cues. That's really hard to say. When you've had really way too many drinks. Um, so what we're gonna do is talk about our projects that we've worked on since we recorded last. Wow. Which will be for the next hour and a half. <sighs> Things we have finished since we recorded last. You want me to start this shabbat? Yes, because I'm still waiting on Scooter Pie to produce the phone. Thank you. Okay, while we were at Rhinebeck, um, I had knitted the Clappity shawl before. Um, in fact, it was for a trip here to Disney. We'd gone to Victoria and Albert's, bought a new cocktail dress, needed a shawl that matched. I knit that pattern. Love the pattern. Um, two years ago at Rhinebeck, your first year there, mm -hmm. I had bought um, a wool silk blend and a microfiber <clears throat> yarn from Tessa's Designer Yard, and they were in, I wouldn't call it chartreuse. It was a little bit more olive than chartreuse, um, but they coordinated. And so I knit the clap of tea, and I turned it into a scarf. And Big Wainer's making really large hand gestures to indicate that I'm talking with my hands right now because you can't see me. Um, I knit the Clappatee scarf out of those, and it, it really worked really well. Um, and we're going to put pictures up of all this nonsense. Yes, in 2016, one of our vows is to have much better show notes uh, with links to projects and photographs. Um, then I put in heels. I had knit my Martian rainbow and dark side of the moon socks that you brought me the yarn from SSK to Ohio on our way west in July. Yep. And I knit the socks except for I didn't put the heels in. They needed afterthought heels. And I finished those, um, which were fun. And I'll say they've held up pretty well because I'll wear them once a week maybe. And they get washed in, you know, laundromats. It's not like we're delicate cycling here. Those have held up well. Um, while we were at Disney in November with you guys, mm -hmm. I started my Christmas socks out of Dragonfly, Dragonfly Fibers sock yarn that Wayne bought for me and surprised me with. Was that last year at South? The first year with the camper, so last year at South. They knit up kind of flashy, pooly, stripey, kind of red, green, pink-ish. And I ended up giving them to my mom because she liked them. So she got those. I finished the dreading, dreaded, I can so not talk right now, laughing bird shawl, scarf thing. That's really pretty. I don't know why you hated that so much. It was the most god-awful knit that I have done in a very long time. It wasn't that it was difficult. It was like an 18-row repeat. I could not make myself memorize it. It just wasn't clicking. Because you did, there was kind of a pattern, but then you reversed the pattern. It's like you knit like 10 rows, and then you kind of flipped it, so you had to count and like figure out what you were doing. And I just didn't enjoy it. It's beautiful. It 
blocked out beautifully. The yarn is great. It's a BFL um, that I picked up at the yarn shop in, I want to say Cody, Wyoming. Um, mm -hmm. hand, local hand dyer, really great. Um, I knit a super huge dish rag that my mom was like, I need some dish rags. I'm like, okay, I'll knit you one. Well, when you knit with cotton, like the, the inexpensive mm -hmm. cotton that you get at Walmart, sometimes it shrinks up to nothingness and you end up with a dishcloth that, that could be used as body armor. Mm -hmm. This didn't. It grew. Oh my. And so she has a dishcloth like the size of a hand towel. And so that didn't go so well. Um, in fact, she said she was trying to use it. My dad walked in and he was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, so next time we'll cast on fewer stitches perhaps. I finished what I'm calling my thermal imaging socks. They are yarn from... Knitting color that I picked up at Shenandoah Valley Fiber Festival 2014. Mm -hmm. um, I remember when you got that. They were kind of my in my purse sock knitting. And here's the weird thing about these, and you'll notice this in the picture. The one that I knit first, the top half, because it was top down, knit up exactly the way I thought it would. With kind of little blurbs of color. I knit the heel flap, I knit the turn the heel, knit the gusset, I thought, okay, it pulled there, it should straighten back, how to do the same thing, it had the exact same amount of stitches. No, I ended up with these huge pools of color that looked like something from a thermal imaging image. Oh, wow. Yeah, so then I thought, okay, I finished the sock, I cast on the second one, and would you believe the top half of the second sock did the same thing? So it looks like I have three quarters of a pair and one part that was not even the same. I have no idea. Same needle, same gauge, same amount of stitches. And the part, the part that I liked the best was the original part with little blurbs of color, not pools, but so thermal imaging socks. Um, I knit my Molly's hat, which is a three color fair isle, um, tobogganish style hat really pretty and I didn't believe it or not subtle color choice I did three different shades of green of course because green's the only color that exists in your world yeah that's kind of funny I've been making myself knit green because green is my favorite but I always don't buy green mm -hmm. because it's my favorite if I let myself buy it that would be the only color I had mm -hmm. so I've been choosing to knit green on purpose but that was a nice pattern. It was well-written, well-charted. Um, the size is a little funny, but that could be because I have a really small head. Hmm. So it might fit like a normal human-sized head, but I've got like a little pea head. So who knows. Um, so I wore that this week at Disney because, you know, the only place you ever get to wear your woolies is in Florida. <laughs> Insert eye roll here. Yeah. Uh, we've been here for two weeks, and the weather has been... Rainy, cold, yeah. mm -hmm. rainy, and I think this weekend before we leave might be nice. Um, which brings us to Wayne's 4x4 hand spun hat. Uh, in Ohio, over Columbus Day weekend, I spun four ounces of yarn from 
I want to say, is it Knit Geek or Yarn Geek? Because I've lost geek. the ball band. I think it's Yarn Geek. She was set up across from us at Kentucky. Yes, at Kentucky State Fiber Fair in Lexington. Yeah. Um, and it is was a BFL uh, braid, and it was like a really dark, stormy, like blue-gray charcoal, but then with like a burnt umber as well. And I had no intention of it turning into a gradient. Spun, divided it in half, spun it to ply, really super bulky. And when I applied it, it turned into the most beautiful gradient. Go hmm. figure. Um, and my favorite hat pattern is just a 4x4 four four rib. And for the decreases at the top, I use the Manning hat pattern. Um, it's on Ravelry. It's a free pattern. I'm sorry, Manning Park hat by Grace Verhagen. V-E-R-H-A-G-E-N. It's a really great pattern. Um, and if you like the 4x4 four four ribbed look, it does, tells you how to do your decreases. Wayne has worn the heck out of his hat. He really thoroughly enjoys his hat. Um, then I did my Perfectly Reckless Socks, which are Miss Babs. Mm -hmm. um, a three-ply kind of sport weight sock. I'm trying to do a pair of socks a month. I got two pairs in December. Those were pretty. Um, they were, in fact, half done, and I ripped out the first one, went back, and redid it. Um, then I did what I called my Holly Hedge Socks, which were Veritic Griffin that I bought at the first time I went to Maryland Sheep and Wool, so like four years ago. Just plain sock pattern, 52 stitches around. No, I'm sorry, those were 48 stitches around. Super skinny socks, but they're really pretty and they're green. Um, and then I had bought some really beautiful, it was a llama silk wool, there might have been something else in there, blend, um, that I bought at Creations Yarn Shop in Ennis, Montana, which is our summer home, I guess, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, in two colors, a beautiful camel color and then a really dark blue green navyish but has that blue cat that green cast to it mm -hmm. um and i crocheted a chevron stitch cowl and then crocheted some edging onto it and gave that to robin who is a friend of my mom's <clears throat> she had us over for wine and nibbles one night over christmas and so i gave that to her as her hostess gift i told you there was a really long list of these <laughs> <laughs> oh, mine is at least as long, if not longer. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, and then, let's go back, way back. Let's get out our time machine here. Bring in, the DeLorean around, Scooter. Okay. In August of 2014, I cast on The Emperor's New Scar by Lucy Neatby. And I'm pretty sure the only thing I did was cast it on and knit a row. And then it, we drove home and it got kind of shoved off to the side and so forth and so on. But I had specifically bought yarn at Maryland 2014 from Bijou Basin to knit this scarf with. It's the, it's knit, but you knit in um, waist yarn, and then later you pull out the waist yarn. I'm not sure what Wayne is laughing about. Apparently, waist yarn is funny. Uh, and then you crochet around the live stitches, so you end up with like 
52 holes between the ends of the scarf. It's really, really neat. Um, the yarn harlot did it a couple years ago, and that's where I originally saw the pattern. Uh, but I did it. I finished it. And in true awesome. Heather form, I said, I have to crochet five holes a day, <laughs> and mm -hmm. it will be done in like two weeks or whatever. Because otherwise, it's, it's daunting because you have two ends per hole to weave in mm -hmm. at the end. And I did about five of those, and I said, I won't say what I actually said. Forget this, I'm knotting these. So I knotted them and then cut them, and then I will block it gently so they don't come undone. Mm -hmm. But shocking, I couldn't bring myself to weave in like 104 ends. I, do you want to weave in 104 no. ends? No. Okay, that's not happening. Um, and then for our way, way, way back time machine, uh, the first time, no, the second time I went to SAF, I worked with Bijou Basin. Um, with Carl at their booth um, because Eileen was doing Vogue Knitting Live in Chicago that weekend and they had this gorgeous wrap. It's called the Bow Felted Wrap and the composer's not the word I need. What am I trying to say? Designer. Designer, thank you, is Jill Wright um, and there's a knit and there's a crochet version but it looks a little bit like a checkerboard and you use two strands held together and then you the whole thing which you would think would turn it into something really like hard and scratchy but because it's yak and it's kind of delicate it turns it like soft and fluffy and fuzzy and oh so beautiful mm -hmm. but I'm oh so broke most of the time and it really was not my budget to buy that much of their yarn um, so for like four years I was like that's really pretty I'd really like to make that and when we went to Rhinebeck this year I had some budget left over, surprisingly, and I went and bought it. And I did it, and I knit it, and it was gorgeous, and it was one of those things I had to um, say, you have to knit one repeat every day, because it was like 1,200 yards, oh, which is like knitting a sweater. Right. Success, it's done. I've been wearing it, and I haven't felted it yet, because I can't felt it until I can find a top loader that is not at a laundromat. <laughs> hey, Mom, I'll be there in the spring. Um, <laughs> so it's gorgeous though. You need to see it before we leave. Okay. Um, then I have my socks. We're really almost done, I promise. Um, that's called the Two Year Wait because it is yarn from Gail's Art mm -hmm. and it is the asphalt and graffiti colorway. Yep. And it's the 50% silk, 50% merino blend. And it's called the Two Year Wait because Honest to God, it's taken me two years to manage to get a skein of this yarn because every time I go to a show, I'm too busy in my own booth to get over to her booth before it's sold out. And at Rhinebeck, I managed to get some. Yep. I've got two live projects right now. Um, in the Pink, which is a shawl by Izzy Knits. It's been around a long time. A lot of people have knit it. Um, it's an interesting construction. You knit a circular section, and then you knit two wing sections and graph them on, and then you pick up and knit almost a whole ball's worth of side, sideways edging. This is the crazy zauber ball one, right? Yeah. Okay. Which, I want to see how that's working out, because you've almost got me talked into doing that with one of my It's gorgeous. Balls. It's gorgeous, and I'm really, really OCD, so I really, really had to make everything match perfectly. 
that doesn't bother some people, but mine had to match. Um, and I'm to the point of, I think, picking up for the edging, which is not bad. But it's been sitting for a month because I've had life in general. So that's on the needles. Um, and then, oh, I'm knitting on Wayne's socks as well. But then I've got the Crazy Bird Shawl, um, whose pattern I found, it's by Liz from Apple Tree Knits, who mm -hmm. is on the show circuit with us. She wrote the pattern a couple of years ago, and it's great for uh, multicolored, crazy yarn patterns. Mm -hmm. It's got drop stitches, shows your yarn off, it's not going to flash or pull. Um, the Crazy Bird Shawl, and I'm working on that as a sample um, for spring season. A friend is knitting a sample sweater for me because she loves me. <laughs> Why else would anybody God knit? bless Kathy. God bless Kathy. Why would anybody else knit a sweater? She does get to keep it when I'm, when I'm done with it. Um, so she's knitting at her size, but it, that's going to be gorgeous. Um, and I've just got a whole stack of yarn that's just waiting for me to knit samples. When we leave here, that's what I'm doing is dyeing yarn and knitting samples until the end of March. Oh, heavens. <laughs> at the campground. And mm. Wayne's going to Bozeman without me. <laughs> but I think that's pretty much everything i've done a little bit of spinning but <coughs> nothing crazy maybe i really think that's it which for me is a lot you know because i don't right just right. sit around and knit generally all right well you ready for mine go for it okay in no at warp speed because there's a lot of them i know in no particular <laughs> order um scooter pie got his first set of hand knit socks for christmas I used um, a skein of Desert Vista Dye Works Russian Blue in her Sport It um, base, which is a, a sport weight, because I wanted them to be nice and warm and cozy for a scooter to wear when he goes to the barn. So they're sort of gray and blue and lighter gray. and that, They look those, like a snowstorm. Those were Christmas socks. And then um, I bought myself, when we did the trunk show at, um, when we did the trunk show at Yarnability, I was able to get myself a skein of Malbrito Rasta in the Arco Iris colorway, which Arco Iris is always my favorite, um, although it doesn't look the same like ever from one skein to another on any other basis. But anyways, um, I started out making, I was making this pattern called the Chunky Slouch Hat, but the whole time I was knitting it, um, one of my friends had just given me a book called Knit Notes about pattern design for my birthday. And I was thinking that I really needed to start designing patterns. And I kind of went off the reservation and my hat is not at all what it should be. So I apparently designed my own hat. Right. Yeah, so then um, I also knit um, the Marais um, beret. It's, it was a mystery beret, so now it's called Marais. M-E-R-E-T, uh, by Wooly Wormhead, which Wooly Wormhead is my new obsession. So I've heard. Uh, I just love her hats. And I used a skein of Space Cadet in one of her Club Kellerways that I got in her, um, her bulky club. And it was called um, End of Summer, Summer Sky, something like that. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous uh, midnight blue, and it has pops of 
a pale blue sky blue and the way that it knit up in the hat it's almost a spiral so it's pretty cool looking and then what else did I knit I knit a test knit for Lauren Nalkin which, which is out now which is out now so I can say what it is um, it is actually the Novus jacket, um, which I absolutely, I just, I love it. I love it, love it, love it so much. It turned out so, so cool. And it was like only about 600 yards of my bulky yarn. And it, the construction is really cool. You just, you have to go look it up. I'll, I'll put my pictures in. But it's called the Novus jacket by Laura Nelkin. And I knit it in my silver Mac attack. Um, Which is really pretty. Yeah, it turned out absolutely gorgeous. Is it supposed to gorgeous. have buttons or anything? No, it gets it's asymmetrical in the front and gets a shawl pin huh. sideways. Yeah, it looks symmetrical in the front, which is why I asked that. And the I, saw. I knit a present for Big Wayner. I knit the Bankhead hat in the last known existing skein of Big Wayner, which was one of our <laughs> Romney yarns that we named after him. Um, and he's worn it here in Florida. That's good to hear, because uh, I really enjoyed knitting it. It was a very cool pattern. Really enjoyed it very much. I knit my pair of mustache socks in the Sesame Street colorway. I really enjoyed those. And then I knit up the um, swirl hat pattern in the gradient hand-dyed that Karen and I made at SSK this past year. Hi, Karen. Um, I owe you a call. Um, but it's it's really, really cool. It swirls and swirls and swirls and swirls. And it go, mine goes from like light turquoise through to purple, which I thought was very cool. I did the Christmas sock blank, which was the Christmas tree, I think, sock blank from Girl, Gail's Art. I really enjoyed those. Um, that was my first time knitting from a sock blank. And I think I need to go down a needle size for the next ones because I was surprised at how much they grew when I washed them. Did Those, you dry them? I did. And they're still ginormous. Huh. Um, I think because the, the yarn was kinky, I wasn't getting it as tight as I normally do. Uh... Yeah, so I'm going to do it differently next time. And we'll be fine. And then I also did the Grinch socks, right. which was um, a plain vanilla pair with an afterthought heel in Desert Dista Dye Works, Viso, Base... And Kellaway, you're a mean one. Didn't and you then, start those last year? Wasn't that like a deep mm -mm. stash? No, I no, I just got those. I won that um, sock of the month club at uh, SSK, and that. Oh, was, I'm thinking of the ornaments that you started. Yeah, I have. I still have some of those to do. So I have to tell a story. So for Christmas, every year, Scooter outdoes himself. He's like the best husband in the world for Christmas shopping. So this year. Somehow, being the sneaky Pete that he is, he hooked up with Joelle from Wondering... Well, he didn't really hook up with her. That would be bad. <laughs> but um, he, <laughs> he got together and plotted with Joelle from Wondering Wool and took a skein of our silver, silver worsted weight, DK, whatever, um... Was it sport? I can't remember. Sport weight. It's okay. one of those weights of yarn you have. It's silver. 
Anyway, so it's natural silver Lester Longwell, and he handed it off to her, and she dyed it into a gradient that went sort of from, like, baby pink all the way through to burgundy. And... Well, no, it started with the natural it silver. It started with the natural. It started with natural silver and went through then from baby pink to, like, burgundy. And I'm going to put the picture in here and link to my project but it's really pretty i ended up as soon as i saw it i knew i wanted to do zuzu's petals because it's been in my queue for a long long time but i didn't really have the yarn that i wanted to make it with but this it turned out spectacular and i absolutely love it and i love joelle and scooter for working together to make such an amazing skein of yarn for me to knit with i'm just so so excited and then i Finished the Wild Goose Chalette, which is Paula Emmons Feasley, Prairie Piper. That's her, one of her new patterns. It's in Leading Men Fiber Arts Showstopper, I think, in the Wild Goose Colorway. I picked that up at SSK this year. That was her launch for it. And it's just very light and beautiful and feminine and delicate, and I adore it. And I think that's everything that i've finished since october october <laughs> um i've been whipping through things you know the early part of this year till yeah i've knit quite a bit and i've we got spent a lot of things on the needles right now too thanksgiving and christmas with my parents which is doesn't equate to anything really but sock knitting right because you can't really can't have a conversation and right do anything but knit socks so, and then we were at Disney, and it was, honest to God, too cold last week to knit on the boat or on any outdoor rides because your fingers would freeze off. Right. It's not, I mean, we're moving to Montana. It's not that it was cold. I don't want you to think we're, like, idiots, but it was really humid, and it was really windy. One day, the wind was, like, 25 miles an hour. So, yeah, last week was not conducive to outdoor knitting. We had a good time, and then you guys surprised us and came down. Yep, yeah. We had been thinking about, we figured that we probably, probably would make it down here while you were here, but we didn't want to say, oh yeah, we're coming, and then not be able to get away, but um, after we had the snowpocalypse come through and dump 16 inches on us, I was like, yeah, we're done, peace out, <laughs> and we hopped a plane and uh, came down to visit with you for a little bit because once you leave here we won't see you again until possibly well, Nashville when you're there for stitches and we're on our way through to DFW right and if not then unless I can convince you to drive my car out to Montana to me <laughs> uh, honestly it could be next Christmas <laughs> right so we thought we'd just you know pop down and surprise you and it was, has been fabulous. We've had a great time. We have had a great time. We've just been pretty much eating and knitting and drinking and knitting. And then we would eat and knit. And <laughs> eat, some, eat some more and knit some more. Then we'd knit and maybe well, ride Well, yesterday something. we went to um, Four Pearls. Yeah, yesterday we went to Four Pearls. Yeah, that was fun. We got to see the girls at Four Pearls. I was disappoint, disappointed Lisa wasn't there. Um, Lisa made me that gorgeous vest out of my own yarn. Right. And um, Mona wasn't there. Mona wasn't there either. But Laura had knit that amazing cabled vest 
out of my yarn. Well, and if you listen to this podcast and you're from Four Pearls, people have been asking what was the pattern. It was red with it looked like black and gray stripes. The pattern is Stratigraphic by Whitney Harmon. Um, and they had, I think they bought the yarn and then did not write what the pattern was oh, down. And then yeah. the sample came back with me. And yeah, so if you're listening to this and wondering what the pattern was, it was Stratigraphic. Well, that's been my my great joy over the last couple of weeks was picking what we're doing for shop samples for the spring for booth samples, and um, my dear darling friend, other Heather, um, she's she's in in Pennsylvania knitting away on it, and she's actually um, she's actually the co-moderator on the Ross Farms page now because I hardly ever have time to write much and she was griping and I said well here you go you're have a moderator <laughs> <laughs> write something but um, yeah she's fun she's super fun so yeah I've got sample knitting coming out of my ears yeah but because we're so hard to get a hold of it makes no sense for me to try to have somebody else to do it other than Kathy because well you can drive by and pick she it up. She has my car. I yeah. do see her occasionally. <laughs> if worse comes to worse, you can throw it in the back seat of your car. And when we bring it to you, it'll be <laughs> yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that was the one thing um, with you guys being on the road. I apologize because we forgot to say anything about us coming down here. So you could have your mail shipped to our house <laughs> so we could bring it to you. Because yeah. we seem to be the mail mule every time we... we well, we see you guys often enough that we're like, hey, can you just bring... We'll just ship our mail to you. Just bring it to us. That's yeah. okay. Well, it would, be, it would be ridiculous to have it shipped down here to you while you're at Disney because it would have to go through Maine Disney and then... We could have had we done it forge. when we got here yeah. immediately, but I know our next campground is really easy to get mail at, so I'm not super worried about it. Other than my car plates expire February 1st and we're waiting on our car tags. Oh, yeah. Well, well we're waiting on lambs. Which is more exciting than car tags. Most well, unless you get a ticket, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're we're probably due right around right around tax day, but we always have a couple of girls who don't get with the program and slide through the fence with the Rams, and they usually go early. Generally, it's the Cheviots and the Romneys, but so we should have some some who's the daddy oopsies arriving probably in three weeks or so <laughs> right time for another snowstorm oh i hope not we ha we had we had such amazing weather until the begin well until the middle of january i can't really complain because christmas eve my son was outside washing the tractor shirtless <laughs> and he's not crazy it was that warm it, it was ridiculously warm. I, I was very bummed because our only real chance at winter this year was in North Carolina in the mountains over Christmas. Mm -hmm. And we were like digging through our suitcases hoping to find a t-shirt and shorts because it was not. The coldest weather we've had has been here at Disney in Orlando. Well, yeah. did I, I forgot. Um, did I tell you that Janice from uh, the Cal Carolina Fiber Girls... She finished that sweater that she was knitting out of my Shetland yarn. Yes. Maritime. I heard something about that. It is spectacular. 
it's just cable on top of cable on top. I mean, it's just cable after cable after cable. Hmm. I I would never have the nerve to knit this thing, but it is absolutely beautiful. And every time I see one of these sweaters that other people have knit in my yarn, I'm just, you know, I'm on what my fifth sweater ever now. I, I don't know. I you know me. I, I don't four. really knit sweaters. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, my sweater gene activated, and now I'm sitting on three sweater quantities. Um, which I've already picked up patterns for, but we'll talk about that on the next episode. Uh, it's just been, it's been sort of crazy. We, we had such great weather that we ended up doing a lot of outside work. Like over Thanksgiving weekend, we cleaned all the barns with the skid loader and did all the, all the spreading of the manure over the fields to fertilize them for spring. That sounds super sexy. Yeah, that was fun. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, that's a good time. Well, the thing about Thanksgiving is our our skiddler that we own is broken down, so we had to rent one. And if you rent a skid loader on the day before Thanksgiving, you get the one-day rate, but it doesn't come back till Monday. <laughs> so those eight hours that you get on the machine, oh, you I... can do it over five or six days rather than eight one. Eight hours. <laughs> Which is great when you're trying to unload two large Pennsylvania bank barns. Which, whew, that was that was a heck of a thing. But, so we got those cleaned out. And then, um, you know, we were breeding sheep all fall. And and everybody was in their little, their little pairs. And everybody cross your fingers and pray to God that our uh, hog islands got the job done. And we may have baby hog islands. Because those are critically endangered and there's like 200 of them in the United States. Well, 200 of them in the, in the world. They're like a true feral breed of extremely rare sheep. And um, they don't have great wool. We should have some in the booth coming up here in the next six months or so after they get shorn. But they're, they're certainly odd. And um, I'm hoping that sweet little Boston, the, the ram, and... Uh, his mate, who is insane, um, have more children like him than like her. her. <laughs> well, every time we walk in the barn, she tries to go out the freaking window. Their glass block in that box stall. I don't... She's nuts. She's absolutely nuts. She's not a people sheep. She is not. She thinks everybody's out to kill her. She's they in the box They are endangered. Stall. She may have a point. Well, yeah, there's that. Um... But, you know, I, I like her. I would like to be friends with her. But, Jesus, when you're trying to go out the window, that doesn't really, you know, bode well for us getting along. So. Gee, the only thing I've had happen was we had to replace the hose on the propane grill. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we built, then Scooter Pie built a set of barn doors for the back of the barn. We did a renovation project, like, over, what, the last two years? On the back, he's asleep. On the back of, He's done. On the back of the barn. And he built like two big, what, four foot by ten foot? Four foot by ten foot sliding doors. And then when we went to put them back on, we found that we only had two of the four hanging brackets to put on. Because they're a slider on a track. Yeah. And we had to get, luckily next door is, is a uh, metal shop. And they were actually able to recreate two more of the um, hanging brackets. And then 
we did some repairs on the upper barn doors because the upper barn doors I don't want to replace because my great-grandfather signed them. But, yeah, we've been doing a lot of just projects around the farm. Trying to get things fixed because I knew sooner or later that this weather that we have currently, you know, snowmageddon or whatever, would come and I'd need to have my sheep shut in the barn and keep it warm. And so we had to get barn doors built and back on because there was just a gate at the back. Hmm. And that doesn't keep things very warm inside. No, so not particularly. The next, the next project will be um, getting everybody shorn in about a month so that they will be all ready to go for lambing. Because you want to have them shorn before they lamb so that they actually feel cold rain or feel snow or whatever and head back to the barn so that their lambs don't stay outside with them and freeze. Because sheep in full fleece don't really feel cold weather and... They're kind of weatherproof. Right, like baby lambs with a quarter of an inch of nothing. <laughs> and, I mean, our big fat sheep, they've got like an inch of fat pad on them, so even shorn, they don't really feel much. But we know about an inch of fat pad, so yeah, we don't get too chilly either. <laughs> we all look like we've eaten a whole sheep because we've eaten so much this week. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about Disney is there's parks here, I suppose, but <laughs> there's oh, an awful seen, lot of good food. like 20,000 steps every day, and I've biked like 25 miles since I got here. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to gain any weight off of this trip. You're like halfway to Tampa. Yeah. So we have enjoyed having our bikes here. If you ever stay at the fort and you have bikes, it's um, it's nice. They have plenty of places to, you know, to get out and ride and that kind of thing. Oh, since we're us, we have to say we were seriously bummed last week when Glenn Fry of the Eagles died because we're both huge Eagles fans. And we are. I wouldn't even have my son. It was like traumatic. Son. It was like a family member dying. Well, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't even have my son if it wasn't for the Eagles. That's a story for another day, but yeah, the Eagles are, are close close to our hearts. So when, that was pretty uh, dramatic. When Drew was dramatic, when our little our little boy, yeah, our twenty year old little boy, when he was really little, um, the only thing that would make him come out of a screaming crying fit was Hotel California, <laughs> so, <laughs> which is my least favorite Eagles song, by the way. It's, uh, I appreciate it, but it's kind of like Bach. I appreciate it, but that's not going to be my first choice. Yeah, I, I love Hotel California. Love me some Hotel California. And I've said, and I'll say again, if something happens to Don Henley or, or Peter Gabriel, I'm going to need to be sedated. So. <laughs> so now that you've heard the extremely quick, extremely edited version of our lives from October until the end of January... We're going to try to record tomorrow and update you on current events, where we're going next, um, what's coming down the pipeline, and then we will really try hard to record once a week. Yes, that is... Now that, that life is yeah. past the holidays. And hopefully our third episode will be Knitting Goals, because we've talked about our Knitting Goals for 2016, and... Um, we, to knit, both... that is my goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're both very... Very OCD and very type A, and we have lists of lists. So knitting goals, yeah. Wayne, can you shake your, can you nod a little bit harder over there? More vehemently. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so God we're we're, uh, we're really going to try. The goal is to record on Wednesday and have it up by Friday. So with pictures, with we're going pictures. to add pictures because who the hell cares about hearing about knitting? Don't you actually want some pictures? Yeah, that's that's one of my frustrations with other podcasts. Is you know, it's I really enjoy listening to them and hearing what they're knitting, but then I'm sitting here on my phone the whole time look trying to look patterns. at patterns. Yeah, well, and I'm like, and wait, nobody, wait, 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 nobody needs to look at me. Yeah. I don't need people looking at me, so you're not going to get a video podcast? I've tried. I've tried talking She's, to I mean, it. hello, I showed up to dinner with a bouffant last night, okay? No one needs to see that on a weekly basis. I look like a drowned rat two-thirds of the time, <laughs> and her hair is uncontrollable, so... <laughs> so... Until I lose another 35 pounds... <laughs> There's not going to be a video of much, much of anything. <laughs> so, welcome to Transient Wool Merchants 2016, and we will catch you with a new update. Yep, gentlemen, do you want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Scooty. Hasta la bye bye. Hasta la bye bye. All right. Over okay. now. We will catch you soon.